Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. <laughs> Gone with that mic in your hand. It's time for school. Rock school with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. February 20th, believe me, you're gonna hear this this year. The Station Nightclub Fire. This was a Rhode Island nightclub fire where fireworks were shot off by the grant band Great White. It kills a hundred people. Anywhere from burns to smoke inhalation to 160 others, and the guitarist for the band Ty Longley dies in the fire. Class is in. This is the Rock School Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. Once again to everybody, Happy New Year 2023. We are doing once again what we call the Cocktail Hour Show, where we look at this new year and then go back 10 years and 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 tell you about some of the biggest musical events that occur It was named by Beth West. If you're a listener to the show, she was host a little while ago, right before you. No, she wasn't. Uh, Monique Gregoire was in there somewhere. My gosh, you've had so many women host this show, you can't even keep up with them. I love having a female voice on the air with me. Mm -hmm. And the reason is differentiation. So when are you going to kick me out? Never, never, never. Oh, come on now. No, no, no. I don't have money for alimony. Wait a minute, you make more money than I do. Hey, shh. (laughs) But, yeah, uh, look, this is our 10th year doing this top of the year show. So next year we got to come up with something else. At least I have a nice long time. Start thinking about it right now. To figure out what it is. This is show number two. If you haven't heard show number one, I urge you dramatically to go to the Rock School Radio Show website. It's housed at Southeastern Louisiana University. That's where I am a professorial type. Go to southeastern.edu slash rock school. All one word. Southeastern.edu slash rock. Rock School. Now, Tammy, last week we ended halfway through 1963. And the reason is, every time we do one of these shows in the 60s, it's almost always completely defined by the Beatles. Mm -hmm. But that's not what happened this year. We have 1963, and obviously the next one we'll go to is 1973. 73, pardon me, 63, was right at the beginning of the Beatles' reign. That's when the singles start coming out. 73, they had already broken up. They wrapped up in 70 or 71, depending on when you consider Paul McCartney having actually left and such. So we're going to have a little bit in 63, and then we're basically going to skip right over the Beatles. Go figure. Go figure, if you will. 63, May, let's start with January. January Three, the Beatles begin their first tour of 1963 with a five-day tour in Scotland to support the new single, Love Me Do. January 11th, 
Please Please Me, the single, is released in the UK. May 11th, the Beatles album Please Please Me goes to the top of the chart in the UK albums chart. I know that doesn't sound like much to worry about, but this is 1963. Everything was done with singles. That's how you did it. You gave a new band, hey, look, you got two songs, front side, back side. Let's see if you work. A side, B side. Right. And the Beatles, oh my goodness, something's happening here. This kid not only, or these kids, these mop tops, not only got the single, but they also got the album. Now, wait a minute. That means people are willing to hmm, spend money. Whoa. Yeah. One other thing happened in 1963 I think you should know about. March 5th, 1963, a Camden PA-24 airplane crashes. Patsy Cline is killed in the small plane crash. It's near Camden, Tennessee. She was on her way to Nashville from Kansas City, Missouri. She was literally at the height of her career. She died together with Cowboy Copas, Hawkshaw Hawkins, and the pilot of the plane. And so many people were heartbroken oh, for the completely. rest of their life. Yeah, I, I, you know, yeah, I, I remember when Eddie. Now this was years ago, but Eddie Van Halen died, and I just sat there thinking to myself, I thought I always thought I'd get to meet him, right? You know, and I can't even imagine as popular as Patsy Cline was, people didn't. You know, I always thought I'd get to see her. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. Okay. But look, sixty-three belongs to the Beatles. Please, please me. Let's do it here in Rock School. Continuing on with the Cocktail Hour show, welcome to 1973. 50 years ago from this brand new year, 2023, you and I are on the earth now. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Hey, first grade, right? 73. Was that first grade? Mm -hmm. Was it really? Yeah. 76. I remember I had just moved from central Pennsylvania. My entire family is from Altoona. And we moved to Cleveland in fifth grade, and that was 76. So, yeah, it would have been first or second grade. 76, I was in uh, sixth grade. Yeah, so was I. So it was probably second grade. Wait, was I held back? Uh, Probably. Oh, my gosh. I'll be honest with you. When I was that young, my parents were just happy I didn't follow a butterfly (laughs) into traffic. Oh, I did. Yeah. 1973, January. Elvis's Aloha from Hawaii is the first via satellite television special broadcast at the same time mm-hmm. in over 40 countries. Saw it. However, it wasn't broadcast at the same time. Easy when you hear that and people go, oh, it's the first time. No, it was sent live to Asia and the Pacific Rim. It was delayed in Europe because everyone was going to be asleep. Yeah. It was rerun and delayed in the United States, too, because of the Super Bowl. Oh. Yeah. But it's always football, isn't it? It always has to be. It has to be. 
The last number one album for Elvis as well was when they packaged up the audio and send it out. Yeah. January 30th, Kiss performs their first contract now or concert at the Coventry Club. Now, yes, it's called the Coventry Club now. It's in Queens. Mm-hmm. But at the time that they played, it was called the Popcorn Club. And by the way, they did perform in makeup. If you want to see some fun stuff, yeah. go look at it. There's photographs of it. There's a ton of it. They played to about 10 to 12 people. Hey, welcome to the beginning of your career. You got to try you know? it out, right? Does this work? Right. Now, uh, what was his name? Gene Simmons was in full makeup. Mm-hmm. Not full costume, but full makeup. Um, what's it? Paul Stanley. All he had was thick black circles around his eyes. But anyway, go take a look at it. Yeah, Coventry Club, but actually back then it was the Popcorn Club. I, I'm i always looking for new shows. Mm-hmm. 1973, you're going to see as we go through this, it's when all the television rock and roll shows came on. Right. February 2nd, Burt Sugarman's The Midnight Special makes its debut as a regular U.S. television series on NBC. Mm-hmm. Helen Reddy is the first featured artist. What happened was Bert Sugarman was a producer, and he says, I'll make you a bet kids will stay awake to see rock music. So they gave him Friday night after Johnny Carson. Yep. This this was a desert. Now you could have you could have run, you know, blah blah women taking their tops off and no one would have watched. <laughs> but it worked. Well, it I, worked. I stayed up. I did too. February eighteenth, I'm positive it had something to do with the midnight special, but the King Biscuit Flower Hour is first broadcast. Now this is radio. It was sent out by the DIR Radio Network, and it was sent out Sunday nights. When I was in Cleveland, I listened to a radio station, uh, 101 WMMS, Cleveland, and they ran it. And I would stay up and listen to it. Blood, Sweat, and Tears was the very first one. Mahuvishni Orchestra was there as well. And the second show was Bruce Springsteen. In the last show, I was talking about King Biscuit as in the flower. Right. Here's I had to look it up and see how it worked. Here's what happened. The original name of the blues show was called King Biscuit Time. That was the flower. Okay? What happened was in 1973, those who put together the King Biscuit Flower Hour thought the phrase flower people or Mm. you know here's the flowers man right 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 flower as in a plant was equivalent to flower as in ground up wheat so they called it the king biscuit flower hour that's where it came from march 24th on 1973 lou reed is bitten on the butt by a fan during a concert in Buffalo, New York. That cannot be true. No, it's absolutely true. Here's the thing. We don't know who the fan was. What? It was how it was handled back then. This guy jumped up on stage and started screaming, Leather! 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 And Lou Reed just like, what the heck is wrong with this guy? Uh He gets close enough 
bites him on the butt. Mm. And the, those who are the you know, the protectors, the uh, the security that night grabs the guy. And instead of taking him somewhere and charging him with something, they just threw him out of the building. We have no idea who this fella is. Wow. And no one ever stood up and said, hey, it was me. No, not that I know of. May 4th, Led Zeppelin gets underway on a tour of the United States, uh, during which they're going to set multiple highest attendance records for concerts. There you go. It was also the first tour that will top an estimated gross of $4 million. Just to let you know how money has changed, uh-huh. Michael Blue Blay, when he tours now, right. every single stop is set up in order to earn $1 million. Really? This entire tour, with multiple records, was only the first to pop over $4 million. Goodness. Go figure. And on July 13th, this is the one we'll play, Queen releases their debut album. It was called Queen. It had two singles, but I'll make you a bet you know the first one. Keep yourself alive. It's Queen here in Rock School. Coming out of Queen from their first album back in 1973, let's continue with the year 1973, 50 years ago from this new year, 2023. In August, DJ Cool Herc originates the hip-hop genre in New York City. Okay, okay, okay. Anytime you say first or originates... People are going to argue with me. Yes, I understand there was Africa Bombada in there and and all of the other people, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. However, it was Cool DJ Herc who was the first person to, instead of using two turntables to go play a song, stop, play another song, play a song, stop, play another song, meaning the tempos altered. Mm -hmm. They changed. Right. Cool DJ Herc used the new variable speed elements Mm -hmm. in order to go right from one song into another one. And he would bring the other song up underneath, listening to it in what was known as Q at the time, so he could get the beat exactly. So whatever the, the song was would go right into the next song. Right. And the thing is, this is this is my big argument that that hip hop should not be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It should have its own hall because rock didn't come to hip hop really until the Run DMC and Aerosmith conglomeration then it was quite kind of paired with it that's you've got everything from Eminem and Elton John to Anthrax and Public Enemy but previous to that where rap came from was out of the gay disco halls in New York City so disco shouldn't be there either right <sighs> What you thinking now? <laughs> I'm sticking with hip hop. Disco is dance music. Mm-hmm. That's what 
blues was. It was dance music. Oh. It was meant for you to dance. Uh-huh. And a lot of blues songs follow that one, four, five. They follow. That's why they're so easy to listen to. We're psychologically conditioned boogie to woogie. hear them. Right. We know the beats. We know all of that. But when rap came out, I'm telling you what, it was something brand spanking new. You know, well, when grunge came out, it was new. No, it wasn't. It was kind of pop, poppy um, uh, punk. Mm-hmm. Rap was just new out of the gate. Anyway, Cool DJ Herc also came up with the dancer names Break Boys, Break Girls, which he called simply B-Boys, B-Girls. And he's quickly copied. Did he come up with the term hip-hop? No. If you run hip-hop back the whole way, it was from Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, or at least a member of it known as Keith Cowboy. hip Meaning, I'm cool to something. I understand it. I'm hip to it. Uh Hop, meaning dance, as in the B-Boys and B-Girls. Hip, hop. That's where that came from. Hippity hop. Well, yeah, it it was thrown into the regular vernacular from... Oh, what was it? Uh, the Sugar Hill Gang. Hip, hop, a hippie to the hippity, hip, hip, hoppy, you don't stop, you know, and all of that. The rapper's delight. Wow, listen to you, man. Listen to me, huh? September 20th, 1973, Jim Croce, Maury Mullinson, and four others die in a plane crash in Nacogdoches, Louisiana. By the way... There's a lot of people that are of the opinion that he didn't have any other concerts. That was his last concert that he did in Louisiana. And then he died, and uh, what are we going to do? No, he was on his way to another concert. Yes, he was making up the L.A. concert, but he was on his way to another one. And by the way, he was still active at that time. The song I Got a Name came out the next day. Not because they hustled it up. It was supposed to come out the next day. That is scary, huh? It is. Okay, why did he crash? Pure pilot error. The pilot arrived, wasn't knowing of the airport. There was a pecan grove at the end of the runway. And those who knew the airport knew once you were off the ground, get up, get up in the air, miss the pecan trees. It was night. He flew into what they call a dark hole and he hit the pecan trees. And once he hit the pecan trees, the the wings fell out of the ability to lift down it went so september 27th here's the third one don kirshner's rock concert premieres on syndicated television now the king biscuit flower hour that was on a radio syndication the midnight special was nbc Don Kirshner's rock concert was a syndicated show he just simply he was a producer at the time he just simply put it out and said to anyone, hey, do you want this? And of course, everybody did. This was the man with the golden ear. He owned Alden Music. He was the guy behind the monkeys. When you look at the very first Don Kirshner's Rock concert, the Rolling Stones are on it. Why? Because at the time, the Rolling Stones were signed to London Records, which, by the way, was run by, say it with me, Don Kirshner. Wow. There you go. November. Kiss becomes the first act signed to Neil Bogart's new level, Casablanca Records, which is really too bad because Bogart had no idea what he was doing. There's an old statement that Casablanca Records shipped platinum. 
came back gold. Whoa. So he once he had Kiss, once he had Donna Summer, he would ship them platinum. I mean, he'd ship a million copies. Right. Well, they didn't all sell. sell. So they came back. He shipped platinum. They came back gold. Wow. On December 3rd of 1973, CBGB opens up in Manhattan. Originally, it was not a punk club. Hilly Crystal was the guy that generally is believed to be the one who created the term punk. He said at first the Village Voice picked it up. However, when it got underway, the CBGB meant country, bluegrass, blues. That's what it originally was for. And by the way, if you ever see somebody wearing a CBGB shirt, yeah, and you see there's underneath it, it goes OMFUG, uh-huh. O-M-F-U-G, what that means is other music for... I've heard it as uninformed. Uh, I've heard it as other words, but it's un, uh, other music for, I think, uninformed gormandizers. Uplifting is another word that I've seen. But I know G is gormandizer. That's somebody who just consumes and consumes and consumes. Wow. And the one we're going to play, December 31, the brothers Malcolm and Angus Young perform under the name ACDC for the first time at a Sydney nightclub called Checkers. They play a New Year's Eve party. And then it happens real quick for them. Their first single comes out the next year in July. Girl, can I sit next to you? And then High Voltage comes out February 1975. Here's their first single, Can I Sit Next to You, Girl? It's ACDC on Rock School. Okay, rolling into the first break. I know, late, 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 late. 40 years ago, let's move to 1983, February. Karen Carpenter dies at 32 from heart failure due to complications from anorexia nervosa. I looked it up and read a bit about it. Mm -hmm. At the end of her life, she was taking thyroid medications because one of the side effects is they speed up your metabolism. Oh, my God. So she's already down to 90 pounds, and she wants any piece of food that goes in her body to hustle up. Oof. I don't know. Not good. March 2nd, compact discs go on sale in the United States. By the way, the first compact disc to be sold in the United States was born in the USA. Now, you want to sound smart? Yeah. What you're going to do is hear people say, well, the first CD ever created in Japan was Billy Joel's 52nd Street. Wrong, 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 wrong. What happened was when the CD came out in Japan, they put out a series of 50 CDs, 50 different albums. However, alphabetically, B, 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 Billy Joel was listed first. Good for you, Billy. And it simply became common incorrect knowledge that the first one released was Billy Joel. Nope, he was just one of 50. On April 11th, Dave Mustaine is fired from Metallica. Why? Drugs, violent behavior. I'd get him out of there as well. Motown 25 special comes on on NBC in 83. 
This is where Michael Jackson unveils the moonwalk dance during a performance of Billie Jean. There is an, if you're interested, there's an entire documentary on who invented the moonwalk. Mm -hmm. Even Michael Jackson states, I didn't do it. You know, I just simply took what other people did. The best guess is he saw it on Soul Train. Yeah. Yep. Uh, June 3rd, American rock drummer Jim Gordon commits matricide. You know what that is? I had no idea. Oh, Killed wait. his mother. Oh, yeah. gosh. So why would I know Jim Gordon? Well, yeah, he's a drummer, and he was a drummer on the album Derek and the Dominoes. However, at the end of Layla, there's the coda, that really pretty piano piece. Yeah. That's Jim Gordon. That's Jim Gordon. He killed his mother? Killed his mother. Well, he had voices in his head oh, that told him to do it. All right, who's listening to us? Radio Universidad, Salamanca, Spain. Back in a minute here on Rock School. out of the break we got to cook along 1983 let's finish up the year july do you remember friday night videos no i you don't. don't remember that Mm-mm. oh it was hosted by all kinds of people but paul schaefer is the one that i remember dick ebersall who was also part of the midnight special was the guy who came up with it because this new thing called videos dick ebersall and nbc beat MTV by over a year. Really? It was August of 84 that MTV comes on. Oh, I remember was watching it, wait, this. Wait, was it on a, like a, a cable or what? NBC. What was it? Oh, it was on... Yeah. And then no they, idea. They moved it to Saturday morning thinking more kids would watch. Mm. No, the nighttime is... <clears throat> September 18th, the members of KISS show their faces without makeup for the first time on MTV. I remember that. The whole purpose was their new album, Lick It Up, poetry kids uh lick it up showed them without their makeup so they had to do that uh michael jackson's 14 minute music video for thriller premieres on mtv okay and the one we're gonna play november 26th quiet riots metal health tops the u.s album charts and is often called the first heavy metal album to hit number one in america However, metal fans disagree to the hilt. Oh, yeah? What do they say? They say that these guys are either glam metal Mm -hmm. or they are hair metal. Neither they consider heavy metal. Well, the next one to go to number one is Bon Jovi's Slippery When Wet, hair metal. The next one to go to number one is Def Leppard's Hysteria in 87, glam metal, hair metal. The next one is Dr. Feelgood by Motley Crue, 89. Hair metal, glam metal. The next one is Skid Row, Slave to the Grind in 1991. Glam metal. Now we get to what many metal fans believe is the first album to be number one that is true heavy metal, 1991, Metallica, the Black Album. Nice. Do you agree? Yes. I don't know. It's good fodder and it's good discussion at a party. Here's Quiet Riot on Rock School.
Okay, coming into the second break, I did not do the timing of the show correctly, so I have a ton of stuff to talk to you about in 1993. January 8th, the U.S. Postal Service issues the Elvis Presley stamp. I was still on the air when it happened, Mm -hmm. and I talked to the postmaster generals of eight different post offices around the area. By the way, the design was voted on February of 1992, and there was a skinny Elvis, and there was a fat Elvis Skinny Elvis won. January 31, Michael Jackson plays the halftime show of Super Bowl 27. It is the first time that a halftime show had higher ratings than the game itself. Woo! And you say, how is that possible? The year before, I remember this specifically, the year before had Gloria Estefan singing and people ice skating. Yeah. And the fans were like, you got to give me a break. Right. And the if you remember the skit show in Living Color on mm-hmm. Fox, mm-hmm. they knew how bad that was. So, And we did this. We left the halftime show and we went and watched in Living Color. Uh-huh. And they did all their best bits, all their known bits. And what they had was a, a timer up in the corner. And at the end of it, they said, okay, second half's going to start in about two minutes. Thanks for watching us. And pff, they left. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, April 22nd, The Who's Tommy opens up on Broadway. Okay. May 6th, a government official announces that the Malaysian cabinet commissioned musicians to speed up the tempo of the country's national anthem, which, by the way, is called Negaruku. N-E-G-A-R-U-K-U. Negaruku. It didn't work. People said it sounded like circus clown music Mm. once they turned it up. Mm. Yeah. June 7th, on his 35th birthday, Prince announces he's changing his name to an unpronounceable symbol. Uh Uh-huh. By the way, the name of that symbol is love symbol number two. Okay, why? Because there was a love symbol number one? No, I don't mean the name. Why did he create that? Why did he do that? Warner Brothers, in their contract owned Prince's music. Now, he had to know that. He had to know that. Mm -hmm. What he didn't know was they trademarked the name Prince, to which Prince said, now, wait a minute, this isn't a stage name. My actual given name is Prince. Mm -hmm. However, now Warner Brothers owned it. So after he found that out, later he performed live and he wrote the word slave on the right cheek, and it was prominently shown. And by doing that, he decided to take his name back. And so he changed it, too. That's the reason. He goes back to being Prince in 2000, but that's the reason he did it. July 7th, singer Mia Zapata of The Gits is found dead, beaten, sexually assaulted, and strangled in Seattle. It takes 11 years before Mm. they're able to figure out who did it, It was a guy named Jesus Mesquia. He was a misogynist and had all kinds of domestic abuse charges against him. What killed her? They believe it was a punch to the liver. Goodness. That's how hard he hit her. It literally ruptured the liver. Mm. Go figure. August 24th, news breaks. Michael Jackson is being investigated on allegations of child molestation. It kind of goes away. Until September 14th, when 
this guy named Evan Chandler. He was a dentist. He had a son named Jordan Chandler. Jordan Chandler was the boy that Michael Jackson was accused of sexually abusing. Okay, what happened in that August 24th through September 4th? The father simply asked for a settlement, and Michael Jackson was on tour. So what happened was the father asked for an amount of money, and Michael Jackson said, no, you're crazy. I'm not sure Michael Jackson did it, but his, his people did. And when the, when the father didn't get what he wanted, he said, okay, I'm going public with it. What finally came out in January of 1994, $15.3 million to the young man to be held in a trust, $1.5 million to both parents, and $5 million to the lawyers. April 20, or approximately $23 million. And by the way, Michael Jackson's insurance paid for it. What? Yep. How about wow. that? That's what they were afraid of wow. with Harvey Weinstein. Uh-huh. Wines, they wanted to hurt him, uh-huh. obviously. Right. And they were afraid if they asked for only money that his insurance would pay it and he'd just go on. Goodness. It wouldn't touch him. No, I, no. I didn't even know insurance did that kind of stuff. Nor did I. A couple more here. November 18th, Nirvana play their unplugged concert in New York. And December 22nd, Michael Jackson makes his first public statement regarding child molestation. But you know what happened with that one. We got to take a break. We'll be back to talk about 2003. Who's listening to us? KSLU. Southeastern Louisiana University in Hammond, Louisiana. That's right. That's our flagship station. That's where I work. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Okay, coming out of the break, once again, I did poorly on time. I got to do all of 2003. January 10th. By the way, 2003... 20 years ago. January 10th, the International Federation of the Phonographic Industry, the IFPI in London, raid houses in the UK and the Netherlands and recover over 500 original Beatle studio album tapes from the Let It Be sessions. The tapes had been used to create bootlegs for years. And by the way, in February of the next year, which would be 2004, they found even more tapes that these people stole. They were of the White Album. It's one of the largest and most expensive bootlegging busts wow. ever. January 13th, who guitarist Pete Townsend is arrested by British police on suspicion of possessing and making indecent images of children and an incitement to distribute them. Everybody started calling him pedophile. However, he, Townsend, said that what he was doing was research for an autobiography and wanted to be able to discuss his own molestation, meaning he was molested. That was his defense. And by the way, later on, all charges were dropped. January 31, Johnny Cass releases the music video for Hurt. When it first came out, Nine Inch Nails singer and author of the song Trent Reznor was like, oh, come on, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. It was played for him specifically. And he said, ah, well, the song isn't mine anymore. I don't own it. Hmm. He thought that was the way it should have been done. February 20th, believe me, you're going to hear this this year. The Station Nightclub Fire. This was a Rhode Island nightclub fire where fireworks were shot off by the band Great White 
It kills 100 people, anywhere from burns to smoke inhalation to 160 others, and the guitarist for the band, Ty Longley, dies in the fire. Here's the thing. They wanted everybody to go in the front door so they could get all the money. Right. So all other exits on the side were locked so people couldn't get out. Mm -hmm. Here's the darn thing. The two exits on either side of the stage were open. Now, look, hindsight's 2020. I can't, you know, how could you people not do this? Wrong. Hindsight's 2020. Had you run toward the fire instead of which, away from which it? Which makes no sense. Right. You would have survived. That's how many of the people in Great White and their road crew survived. They ran out past the stage. But who would do that? Who would do that? Mm. March 10th, the Dixie Chicks. I mean, it went nutso facto. They were in concert doing a concert when Natalie Maines, that's the lead singer, says, quote, just so you know, we're ashamed of the president and the United States is from Texas. OK, hey, you know, hey, First Amendment. I can't tell you how many discussions in my classes I got into about a First Amendment. And I would say to them, forget that it's a rock group or a country group. Don't go, well, these are my favorite singers and they can do what they want. Don't do that. That's not the way the law is applied. Should they have been able to say that? To which they go, yes, of course. And I agree. Yes. But wait a minute. Somebody said they were bad people. And? And? That's it. Now, then we got into the idea of, well, they received death threats. Oh, no. No, you can't do that. But can you simply look at the Dixie Chicks and say, I didn't like what you said. I'm never buying your stuff again. I think you stink. Can you say that? I think that's what the audience did. A lot of them. It took a while, but they came back. April 28th, Apple opens up the iTunes Music Store. I loved it. I I was downloading music in the bright sunshine. I wasn't. Yeah, I was a Napster freak. Mm. I'm sorry. I have to admit it. I know I got seven jillion CDs. Full of full of music. Uh, August 28th, Madonna goes smacky face with Britney Spears and Christina Aguilar at the 2003 MT Video Music Awards. Why is everybody upset about this? So what? Somebody wants to play Revive the Career by going kissy-kissy with a couple other pop stars? So what? November 20th, do you remember Martin Bashir? He was the guy who interviewed Lady Diana. Oh, yeah. And she just sort of did the Meghan Markle and tore the royal family apart. Yes. Well, that same guy, Martin Bashir, also interviewed Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. And the thing was, he, had all, he, Michael Jackson, had already been found guilty to the point where he paid money to a little boy he touched 10 years earlier. Right. Well, here's the problem. Martin Bashir's interview had a... A shot of Michael Jackson with another young kid mm-hmm. who he said, Michael Jackson said, I let them share my bed. I do all those things. I mean, come on. I, I understand why Bashir aired it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's gold. But CBS cancels the uh, one-hour series or special to pitch the album number ones. Eh. By the way, he, Michael Jackson is charged with seven counts of giving alcohol to a minor and two counts of the molestation of a minor. He is acquitted on all counts. Yep. 
He is acquitted on all counts. And the one we're going to wrap up with here on 2003, Ozzy Osbourne is rushed to the hospital for surgery after having an accident on an all-terrain vehicle. Oh, Sharon! Yeah, broke his collarbone, ate ribs, vertebra in his neck, and pinched off a few rather important veins. You still can't kill him. You can't. And what's funny is the next year, he falls, meaning trips and falls, Mm -hmm. in his house and dislodges some of the metal things that are holding him together. Oh, no. This guy's still walking and talking. I know. Him and Keith Richards, man. When the bomb drops, it's going to be cockroaches and those two guys. (laughs) That's it. Oh, we got to play something. What am I playing here? Uh, Let's do Johnny Cash. I love Hurt. Okay. I hurt myself today down I will make you Last break and we have got to click along uh, because there wasn't a lot on the last 10 years back, which would have been 2013. I decided to do 15 years back just to grab some more things. In 2008, 15 years back from this year, Guitar Hero Aerosmith comes out. There you go. Also on September 19th, Travis Barker and Adam Goldstein survive a plane crash that kills four people. Barker and Goldstein are badly burned, but this plane that blew a tire and literally ran off the end of the runway and exploded into flames. These two fellows ran out of it. Mm. There you go. October 7th, Spotify launches in Sweden. By the way, you want to listen to some stuff? The oldest song on Spotify is the Hymn of the Ugarit. U-G-A-R-I-T. It's been done by multiple people. It's from the 14th century B.C. Listen to it. Some people have jazzed it up. But then there's other people that you know did it Spell as it again. close. Uh, the hymn, him H Y M N of Ugarit, U G A R I T, and it's it's not bad. By the way, did you get your thing that said what you were listening to last year? I did. What was your number one Spotify song of 2022? Um, Do you remember? Oh no. shoot. Mine was Public Enemy and Anthrax, Bring the Noise. Oh, my gosh. Who are you? I don't know. Okay, let's go to 2018. By the way, in 2013, all I had was a bunch of deaths. Mindy McCready killed herself with a gunshot. Divinal singer Chrissy Amflett dies of breast cancer. Slayer guitarist Jim Hanneman dies of cirrhosis of the liver. The Doors keyboard Ray Manzarek dies of cancer. And Lou Reed dies of liver disease at 71. So let's move along. Let's go five years back. This will be my last two things. In the legal settlement, the music publisher for We Shall Overcome agreed that the song is in the public domain. Pete Seeger did not re-up his copyright, which you had to do. And then finally, this will end it up. October 11th, President Trump signs the Music Modernization Act into law. Is it good? Has it done what it was supposed to do? I get it. It's Trump. So boo. But the Music Modernization Act had some good stuff to it. Had the Classics Act. So it gave copyright protection to songs before 1972. It made it easier to argue royalties. And it tried to better royalty rates. Has it done all those things? Some and the others? Kinda. 
I think it has to get into the court system and people have to fight to uphold it. Goodness. And once that happens, it will really be something. But anyway, that's it. Hey, starting next week, we're back to just regular, hey, this is interesting topics, but that's it. Hey, Happy New Year, Tammy. Happy New Year to you. I know I've said your name, but what is your name? Tammy Burns. I'm Joe Burns. That's it. Class is dismissed. Crazy man, crazy. Crazy man, crazy. Crazy man, crazy. Oh, man, that music's gone, gone. I said crazy man, crazy. Crazy man, crazy.